Well, good morning, Heartlanders. I'm uh, I'm excited to have my guest here today, and uh, it's a guy that I've met a couple times in passing, but this is my first chance to get to sit down with him, and he's here in Oklahoma City in our studio, which is always fun. Uh, it is the new vice president of the New York region, and we're going to talk about what all of that means, uh, Josh Elsa. Josh, thanks for being here today. Thanks. Glad we're, to be here. I know we've met a couple times. Um, obviously, you've been a DM in the past here at Heartland. I think that's probably the context in which we've met. Um, but because we don't know each other very well, I'm curious to kind of get a little bit of your backstory, if that works. Sure. And so tell me, tell me a little bit about what you were doing uh, before you came to Heartland and then how you were introduced to Heartland and, and came on board and, and where and in what role that was. Okay. Um, spent the last 20 years, you know, in media. Okay. So started in 94 with a uh, phone book, you know, advertising sales. For, for those of you who are under the age of 35, uh, <laughs> companies used to deliver something to your house that you would flip through and then use something called a telephone that was hooked to your wall, right? Absolutely. I, just, I wanted to set yeah, some context absolutely. for what phone books were. Because yeah. we have waiting, some, we have you know, some people yeah, that yeah, don't yeah. understand what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Busy signals, call waiting the <laughs> right, whole bit. Yeah. Right. So uh, started in directory advertising in 94 okay. and just fresh, you know, out of, out of college sure. and from Ohio. Um, you know, started doing it, couldn't believe, you know, how much I enjoyed, you know, advertising and media sales and uh, spent 10 years with GTE, which became Verizon and traveled, lived on the road, you know, for 10 straight years. Yeah. Took a pension buyout um, that they offered. Okay. to the phone company and, you know, swept up directory advertising and, sure. and went to work for um, another uh, company called British Telecom, okay. which was Yell Group, which owned Yellow Book and Haibu and okay. uh, spent 10 years with them. And, gotcha. uh, you know, started as a rep, worked my way up through major account rep, was a telephone uh, sales manager and then became a district manager in the outside and... Okay. Uh, all the way through the ranks to um, eventually uh, vice president of sales over uh, several states. Okay. You know, um, before I was contacted, you know, by Heartland. Sure, sure. So outside sales is definitely in your blood then. I yeah. Mean, that, you've been doing it for decades. Yeah, love okay. it. And you mentioned in passing that you're you're a, uh, an Ohio kid, so you're a Buckeye. Um, Absolutely, go Bucks. Right. And we, we talked about before we started getting recording, uh, or before we started recording, that I was born in State College, Pennsylvania. <laughs> And so you had a chance to, you know, yeah. to cry the tears you needed to I before we recorded. I still feel the handprint on the side <laughs> of my face, yes. Um, but so, so how did you first uh, kind of hear about Heartland? What was your first introduction to them? It's, it's kind of a funny story because mm -hmm. I got contacted um, via LinkedIn. Okay. And, you know, basically told the recruiter I wasn't interested. Right. I, right. You know, I thought I was happy doing what I was doing and, you know, on the corporate hamster wheel. And um, the conversations, you know, just kind of kept going. And next thing I know, I'm meeting Lauren Woodrow for coffee in Lansing, Michigan. Right. You right. know, sitting down and not really knew what to expect. Sure. And, um, you know, she's uh, a great salesperson. <laughs> so, you know, I uh, sat down with her and I came away from that meeting with just this gut feeling and curiosity that, man, I just have to look into it more. Right. You know, right. and um, 20 years in the field I was in, and uh, it was a grind, you know, making the transition from print to digital and, you know, and how quick digital moves, you know, moves on a dime. And, sure, sure. Um, 
but there was just something about Lauren and her story that I connected with and the Heartland story, right, right? You know, that I connected with. Next thing I know, I'm talking to Vince and Tony and <laughs> here in Oklahoma. And, and at that point, it's game over, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They brought in the closers and I just sure. couldn't help myself, you know. Sure. But yeah. Well, that's great. So, you, um, so did you start as an RM or did you start directly into the DM role? Um, I did start as a DM. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, came in as a uh, DM and, you know, it's funny uh, when they first approached, you know, me about it. I'm like, well, no, I'm a VP now. Sure, and, sure. you know, it's, I uh, don't know if I want to go back, you know, and I really think I was kind of misguided on, you know, um, taking a step back. And then really, I, I think I took multiple steps forward, Okay. you know, for what I was doing and the traveling and reloading every two years, like clockwork and right. redoing comp plans and moving targets and sales goals that a yeah. lot of salespeople deal with. Um, you know, just that grind and, you know, just the story I identified with on, you know, our comp model and the way it is and the consistency sure. and um, kind of write in your own story. Yeah. Was yeah. there, was there any part of you, I know for folks, especially that have kind of deep uh, outside sales experience that the first cut of hearing some of the stuff about Heartland was there like, okay, it's too good to be true, or what's the catch, or did you feel any of that, or what, did sure. it kind of resonate right away? Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone, when you first hear it, and you read all of the things floating around, you know, and being a technology guy, you know, right, sure. and, uh, you know, websites and everything else, you do your homework, you do the research, and you're like, this is Shangri-La, right. you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is great, and is it really that, you know, really uh, that way, is, is, is the story really that way, and okay, that's the first, you know, layer, what's underneath it. And right, right. the more digging you do, you, you just, at least I realized how in sync everybody seemed to be, mm -hmm. how lock and step everybody was with the same message, the same story, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, wait a minute, how can, you know, it's not like they're all in a room coming out, you know, sure. it's like, okay, ask this guy the same questions. Everybody just was singing out of the same, you know, songbook, if you will. Right you know, and had the same kind of story and the same message and deeply believed in the cause. Yeah, yeah. Which is very unique. I, I would agree. I would tend to agree. And my experience was the same way when I, uh, when I came. And I came from not a sales background, right? Um, but yeah, it's you, you, you run through the whole gamut of, okay, are they, have they all just rehearsed this together <laughs> yeah, yeah. to... Uh, is there just a really good talking points document out there somewhere that everyone has memorized to understanding that everybody's really speaking uh, from a place of, of kind of honesty and, and transparency. And the reason that it sounds that way is because the organization <laughs> shares those same values as well. So, so you started as a DM in Michigan, right? Correct. Yep. Based in Detroit area. Is that Correct. right? Okay. Um, and walk me through what that, that first time look like the, you know, what was the team like and kind of what were those first few months like? So, um, I remember Lauren asking me to meet with a gentleman by the name of, uh, Anthony Ciceroni, uh, Tony Ciceroni. Yes. And I think everybody <laughs> in Heartland knows Tony and, um, Tony is a larger than life, you know, personality. Yeah. And I met with Tony, didn't really know, you know, um, what to expect Sure. and came away from that call. Um, you know, had already said yes, you know, uh, to Lauren and, you know, and, and her and I were uh, working things out and just felt Tony's passion mm -hmm. and realized how big his heart was. 
Mm-hmm. You know, Tony's a gentleman that's about six five, six six, and realize his heart's is you know uh, as big as he is, and just I don't know, connected with him and the team, and there was some. Um, I followed another individual in there that um, maybe didn't have the same goals in mind mm-hmm. that you know uh, Heartland you know um, likes to run by the same playbook. Sure. And so you know. Um, with Tony's help and, you know, Tony Silver and, and the entire team that, you know, uh, I was lucky enough to be partners with at, mm-hmm. at that point moving forward. Uh, they helped, you know, train me in the Heartland model and playbook and, you know, methods and help really show me the ins and outs of the industry. And I was very fortunate to uh, be lucky enough to be part of that team that, you know, it's crazy how strong that market is and team is and, you know, um, that I quickly identified with and realized that, man, it's just with the power of the brand, Mm -hmm. you know, and the power of that team and what it could be, you know, um, great things, you know, were in front of us. That's awesome. And it's, and if I remember correctly, you know, obviously hearing kind of snippets of your story from, from the outside, um, it was, you know, definitely a kind of had, had to rebuild that team a little bit, right? Bring in some folks that uh, I think, like you said, had had similar goals and had similar passions and commitments and things like that, um, which is that's that's a story that is a common one among a lot of uh, our division managers. Um, yeah. We we recorded with um, with Brad May a few months ago. I think Brad basically started his from scratch, which may sometimes be easier than having to kind of rebuild one. But yeah, no, I, I, it, I know that's kind of the version or the things that I would always hear your name associated with. This is as this idea of kind of taking what maybe some people thought was an area that was about to be put out to pasture and realizing that no, it was incredibly fallow ground. It just needed the right folks and the right heart and and everything to go with it. You know what? Um, I think it just needed the spark. Yeah. You know, uh, from Jeanette DeCourcy and Carol um, Lapierre and Tony Silver and Ciceroni and Ellen Charns. And it had a really good foundation of people who really care, who want to do the right thing. And maybe it was just missing that spark of realizing they're a part of something bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, and instead of being a lot of individuals, you know, floating around it, it really is about, you know, caring about each other you know, trying to do the right thing and um, together, but the market is is there, yeah. you know, especially with our brand power and recognition and um, and just put the right energies and focus behind it. And it, it's funny what can, you know, what that team's able to do. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So <clears throat> for folks that have listened to, we, we did a recent episode with uh, Mike Valentine, VP of the Northeast. Um, celebrating his third painting winning. And, and he dropped some references to the idea of kind of part of his region starting to, to change or to, to be carved out. Um, and part of this conversation is the other side of that coin, right? It, it's the, you know, I know I said in the introduction that you're the VP of the New York region. Um, and there may be some people that don't know what that is. Uh, and that's because it's the newest region now in, in kind of the Heartland ecosystem. So tell me what, what exactly is the the New York region? Um, kind of what what areas does it make up? Basically, it's the five boroughs uh, of New York City. Okay, you know Long Island and Northern New Jersey. Okay, so so on a map, it's a 
it's a fairly small area. Correct. Uh, really but, dense. Right. Yeah. Right. But for uh, for anyone that knows it, um, uh, the sheer number of merchants on on top of each other, basically, yeah. in that area is uh, is kind of mind blowing. Right. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's I re- uh, remember conversations. Um, it was actually, I think, the portfolio architect that we did a couple of years ago, and we talked to Evan Perticoris, and and he talked about, you know, the in New York, it's not just the first floor businesses; it's the second floor, third floor, fourth floor, and fifth floor businesses, right? It's uh, every every building has companies just stacked on top of each other, and so you you can uh, almost walk from appointment to appointment, especially within the five boroughs, which is pretty cool. Subway, scooter, right. whatever you need to do, <laughs> whatever you need to, whatever the <laughs> form of transportation traffic, yeah. is. And I, and I realize the irony that this is coming out in the winter that because anyone that's in New York realizes that you're not going to want to walk from appointment to appointment uh, in the middle of January. But what um what are you excited about? I mean, obviously, it's a that's a it's a, a promotion for you, which is always exciting and uh, and a move for you uh, or at least a, a different part of the country that you're responsible for. Um, what is it that that kind of has gotten you most excited about this new New York region and being able to be involved in the team there? You know, it's um, the last couple of weeks I've been able to get to know the leaders in that area and they're filling me in on the market quick. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still feeling things out and, sure. you know, uh, but what a good group, you know, excited and kind of like Detroit. You know, it's some people view it a certain way. Right. You right. know, when I looked at it, I realized how much potential is in that market, which was crazy. And it's a fraction of what's in New York on the potential. Right. You know, right. the largest market in the country and the opportunities and um, that are in front of us to go in and just grab market share, you know, with all of our products. Yeah. And, you know, and it's the leadership team that's already in place has a good foundation to build on. And I'm just excited to be partners, you know, partnered with them you know, moving forward and um, helping just expand that and and take that market share and help build it out. Is it, I, I feel like there's always been this kind of feeling in the sales organization that Heartland was a suburban company, right? Like that that's really where you were going to see success is out in the suburbs or in small town USA and things like that. Um, obviously that that hasn't necessarily been your experience. What is it that makes Heartland just as competitive in in an urban market like that or in a you know in in the heart of a city as as it is in small town yeah uh sounds like you're referring to a uh, uh john cougar mellencamp song <laughs> yes, you know, out a of, little bit yes. yeah 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 <laughs> middle indiana somewhere right? right but right you know it's um the market shares there and obviously you compete heavy against the isos mm-hmm. and and um there's different obstacles that apply for any, you know, large city or metro. Um, New York can, you know, um, uh, have its other challenges sure, that you sure. have to deal with and figure out. But again, some of it, I, I think, is just the approach and mindset that what we set out to do and how we plan and go about it without losing our sense of our purpose and our core values mm-hmm. and, you know, our culture. Right. right? And but. From what I've seen in the last couple of years that I've been lucky enough to be a part of Heartland, we can do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we've got the brand, we've got the distinctions, we've got the story. It's real, you know, more importantly. And um, I, I think we just have to go to market a certain way. And maybe it's different from, you know, metro to metro, especially, 
you know, New York, right? Right, right. But I definitely think we've got, you know, enough going for us where we can go in and, and grab chunks of market share that, in my opinion, we should already have. Right, right. The, so I, I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot and make you call your shot. <laughs> but you will. But I'm going to, because <laughs> great, that's part great. of what I get yeah. to do when yeah. I have yeah. the microphone. Um, if, if we have this conversation a year from now, right? So January of 2018, um, what do you think it looks like? What do you think that New York region looks like? What are the things that you're, that you're proud of having accomplished in the year leading up to it? I, I would say we finished putting our plan you know, not only out there, but mm-hmm. on the execution pieces of it. Um, you know, for anybody that's been doing this long enough, you're only as good as the talent we bring aboard to Heartland, right? Right. To, to, to go out and, you know, you know, spread our culture. And, you know, and so for us, I think it's, you know, recruiting those people that don't realize yet, like me, that didn't realize I wasn't happy, that wanted sure. something better, right? Sure. yeah. So to, to build out the personnel and, you know, the finish kind of building out that foundation. And for us, it's, you know, um, you know, gaining that market share, strengthening the partnerships and Mm -hmm. bank relationships and everything else that we're just really, uh, scratching the surface on. Sure. Yeah. So for us, it's, it's really, I don't know, taking it from, you know, point A or point B and really taking it several levels down the road with it on, um, if, if it's a good year. Yeah. unfolding the way we'd wanted to unfold and yeah you know well and that's uh i, I don't think, know if that was the answer you're no, looking no, no. for I, well <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna make you i wasn't gonna make you give any numbers um but i i think that i think that's exactly um why you're such the perfect guy for the fit is is Thank because you. there's there is a lot of foundational talent there but there's uh almost an infinite talent pool of being able to find even more people who like yourself and you may remember this because you've listened to me talk about social recruiting that, you know, 80% of people on LinkedIn uh, won't say they're looking for a job, but will be willing to talk to you about an opportunity. Um, and, Always uh, willing to listen. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And so, yeah, I think finding even more of those folks like yourself to to just continue to kind of build that roster um, to be stronger and stronger. And then the uh, you know, New York City is always going to feel like infinite market share or infinite opportunity. Um, it's staggering yeah. when you just go into the city and look around. You're like, wow, it's just <laughs> businesses everywhere, you know. So there's just so much uh, potential. You know, it's it's funny with the so, uh, social media comment. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things I didn't say a few minutes ago was if I really think about it, I think fear held me back doing what I was doing. Because mm-hmm. over the years, you get comfortable sure. to the oh, yeah. known, right? Yeah. To the known and and it's funny that LinkedIn, you're, you're, you're comment about, well, they're not looking, but they, you know, I'm, you know, willing to talk to you. Right. Right. A lot of people won't make a move because of the fear of, first of all, making a jump. Then second of all, you know, our comp plan. Right. It's so unique and different. And if you really don't get it, that fear, you know, can really hold you back. Yeah. yeah. And, um, once I think that light bulb went off and I kind of got it. You know, I, I, I can't say and make the claim that I fully understood, sure, right, sure. Uh, initially. But once I got my head around it and really understood, I don't know, it pushed me beyond the fear. You know, I remember having conversations with my wife and, you know, and, and praying, oh, geez, you know, what am I doing? You know, right, am I right. making the right move? But I got to tell you, it was um, 
when I look back, you know, it's funny because I heard I've heard other people say it since I've been here. I wish I'd made the move a long time ago. Yeah. You know, yeah. and oh, yeah. it's just different on if you really think about what you want. And I think a lot of people face that that question. Uh huh. You know, what do I really want? What am I really doing when you're working 60, 65 hours a week, traveling maybe? Right. You know, um, especially over the um, all of the issues with the economy and everything, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. that they've probably experienced over the last 10 years and of been given a lot more for less money or asked to do a lot more for the same amount of money. Yeah. Oh, Town yeah. plans changing every year. And it's just crazy. When, when, when you sit down and think about the opportunities that you know, Heartland affords people, it's, you know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And you just get excited about being a part of it. And uh, just the consistency and the transparency. And for me personally, um, it's just something that, I don't know, it just, um, it helps me, you know, kick my day off in the morning, that strength of, you know, the purpose. Sure. That, yeah, I kind of operate with. Is there, I know for a lot of, a lot of times when I've had these conversations with folks there, they can remember kind of that specific tipping point where, cause I think everybody comes in with at least some of the fear. Like, is this, is it as good as it sounds? Can I, Shangri-La. can I do this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it is, even the comp plan is, is a kind of a, it's betting on yourself. It's, it's almost doubling down on yourself in a way. Was there a moment or a tipping point that you remember thinking like, okay, yeah, I can, I can do this. This is going to work. This is where I want to be. Um, do you remember that or, or a conversation or a, or a moment that that happened? You know, um, I joke with Tony Cicerone, who I talked to, yeah. who was my uh, territory manager in uh, Detroit that helped train me. Right. You know, and right. uh, I'm sure that'll bring a smile to Tony's face <laughs> when he's listening to this. But um, a lot of truth to that, because as partners, you learn from each other. Right. Sure, and he totally. absolutely did. But uh, it's one of those things, I think listened to his story over and over and he says it with such a conviction mm-hmm. that and if you know tony it is just fact mm-hmm. it's just matter of fact right. and you know i don't know i think just um when you um jump in both feet yeah you burn the ship right sure. oh yeah and which was one of the messages from tony um a couple years ago at right. the dm conference yeah and he was right. I think it was a moment there where I heard the story about you have to burn the ships to really go accomplish what you've set out to do, right? Yeah. And um, I think you remember the story I'm talking about. Yeah, Cortez. Yeah, yep. Cortez, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it was little moments like that that just hit home with me on what I really wanted for me, my family, moving forward, um, real security, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. and more control. You know, and not maybe just... Um, being at the mercy of the market. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. It does. It does. So we, obviously I won't ask you about what, what, you know, how to succeed in the VP role. We'll, we'll, we'll save that for <laughs> yeah. the year from now. Right. Um, once I call you back and hold you accountable for everything you promised to do. Um, the, but for DMS, cause we do, we certainly have a lot of new DMS. Um, and I think are going to continue to add more as we roll into the diamond conference and such. What would be, what would you say to them, to, to those guys that have, They've stepped through the fear enough to come in or to take the, that move up from, uh, from the sales organization. Uh, what would be the, the kind of elevator pitch you would give to a DM to say, here's what you need to think about. Here's what you need to focus on. You can do this. You know what? I would probably start with the advice of figure out your why. Yeah. Figure out what, you're, what you really want and what legacy or impact 
that you're really setting out to achieve. And from there, build your plan and, and keep it simple on, on the things that will really make a difference. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's recruiting that, you know, those people that uh, don't know yet, maybe, right? right. You know, right. that this is where they should be. Um, or, you know, th those things that will instantly impact those around them and make their lives better or clear off some of the dashboard that's just the um, uh, small obstacles that drive everybody crazy or whatever role they're going to play, they need to figure it out and just stick with it. Yeah. You know, because we all have those rough days. We're in sales, right? That you just run into those walls. And, um, but if you're going to be great at something or, you know, if you're, if you're really going to dedicate yourself to something, you just, you have to be committed and you just can't let the distractions and noise take you off that path. And for me, um, you know, it's just, I try my best, not that I always do, a, uh, always do a great job of it, but yeah. to remind myself my why, you know, why am I doing this and what's my goal? And, um, I try to make it about a larger purpose than well beyond me, you know, and the, um, the, the people that we bring on board, I just feel personally that we owe it to them and their family and, and the commitment they just made in our company and us yeah. just to do everything, you know, we can to help make them successful. And that's, you know, by staying true to what we tell them we're going to do and that partnership, you know, we've, you know, uh, committed to each other and just stay in the course. So follow the process. And I know it's a term overused, <laughs> follow the playbook. Right, right. No, that's great. Well, I'm, I'm excited that here in a couple of months at the Diamond Conference will be the first kind of public setting that the New York region is going to have, uh, have its, its space. And, uh, and we'll get to kind of see that team, uh, obviously, with you as the head. And so, again, congratulations on Thank the you. new role. Thank you. Uh, I'm excited to, to see the team in Phoenix when we're at the Diamond Conference and, uh, and to watch kind of what you do here over the next, uh, the next few months and then beyond. Well, um, I feel really blessed. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, look, just look forward to what's in front of us. All right. Well, thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. Thank you.